Good afternoon, y'all. It's great to see y'all today. <clears throat> Guys, Teresa of Avila, my gosh, a giant in the church. Um, she was uh, friends with St. John of the Cross, um, another giant. Actually, he was a midget about that big, but he was a big old dude spiritually. Um, <laughs> it's a funny story. I'm just still thinking about it. Teresa of Avila, her and John, that was her spiritual director. And there was a point where she was struggling. She's from Spain. Um, she was struggling trying to find a good spiritual director, right, that understood the, the mysteries that were going on within her soul and these intimacies and experiences she was having with God. And she couldn't find a good priest that understood it. And she said, um, she said that she prayed to God to send her a priest. She said, and sure enough, he did. He sent me you, John. He said, but I didn't realize that he would only send me half of a priest <laughs> because he was so short. Anyway, um, Teresa of Avila uh, was a beautiful woman, a firecracker of a personality. She was just, uh, she had a charisma that drew people to her, and she was physically gorgeous, just a beautiful woman. Um, but she used every gift and everything that God had given her all for the glory of God. And um, She ended up becoming a Carmelite nun, and she, uh, she saw that it was just a messed up uh, life that they were living. It needed reform, as, as do most religious orders. They go through a period where they get slothful and they lose the vision. And so she was the great reformer of the Carmelite monasteries all over Spain. And so, um, so she was a strict woman. But she was also a woman that was filled with great joy. There were times where they said that she would go and she would have community night with her sisters and they would just dance and laugh and have all kind of joyful experiences. But she was a woman of great mysticism. Um, Jesus revealed many, many mysteries to her. And she's written a book, actually. You might want to read it if, if, uh, if you get a chance. It's called, um, what is the name of it? Seven Story? Mansion, the castles, that's what she speaks about, the, seven, the castles, the mansions of St. Teresa. Um, it's her understanding of the progression of the spiritual life. You go through the seven uh, mansions into, into union with God. So anyway, she is, it's, the, it's the greatest work, basically, that the church has on prayer. So just Google St. Teresa of Avila, the mansions, and you'll find it. All right. So let's turn to these uh, scriptures. Some incredible things um, that we want to get into. The, the, the first reading is just incredible. The groaning of the Holy Spirit, right? A lot of times whenever we go to pray, we'll think to ourselves, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to my holy hour and I don't know what to do for the whole hour. What do I say? Well, many times we don't have to say anything, right? Um, it says right there in the first reading that God knows the secrets of our heart. He knows the secrets of our heart. And so sometimes we go into prayer and, and we kind of get in the way by just talking too much. The beauty of the Adoration Chapel and just time outside in nature in general um, is that you get to encounter silence. You see, that's the language of God. When we sit there and we go, I don't hear God speaking to me, Father. I don't hear Him. Well, it might be because we have some earbuds in our ears too much. We have too much noise around us. God's language is a language of silence. In the silence, you will hear him. I promise you. Um, Teresa of Avila speaks deeply about it. And so I, I believe that this understanding of this connection with Jesus, that's all that we want. That's why you're here today. We want to feel connected, right? And Jesus gives this great example, um, this parable of, of, uh, of a tree and the vines and the branches, right? Um, being a landscaper, I can tell you, I wish trees could talk. I think it would be kind of fun to hear what they would say. 
But you, I don't think you would ever hear a branch that comes off of a tree tell the tree what they should be producing. Okay, for an example, if there's an, uh, um, an orange tree, all right, the branches of the orange tree are going to produce the fruit. The fruit doesn't come from the roots, right? The roots give the tree the nourishment, but the fruit comes from the end of the branches. I don't think you would ever hear the branch telling the tree, you know what, I don't want to produce oranges today. This season, I want to be an apple tree. The branch doesn't have any say-so on what kind of fruit it produces. That comes from the roots. That comes from the tree. It's, it's what it is, right? And so Jesus is saying, if you, if you want to remain in me like the branch... You're going to bear much fruit. But if you don't, you're going to be cut off and thrown into the fire. We know what he means by that, right? Um, we're made to bear fruit. An orange tree is supposed to bear oranges. It's, it's supposed to. It's how it's created. It's what it's born to do. We, you and I, are also made to bear much fruit. But the secret, the trick, is that I, is that I have to be re, remain connected to the, to the tree. Right? That connection is our prayer life. It's not our activity. The activity is the fruit. The connection to the tree is our prayer life. And I pray in every day. The little non-negotiables. Do I wake up every morning and have my routine of prayer? I wake up every morning and I have coffee with Jesus. That's my thing. I get my cup of coffee and me and Jesus go talk. Right? Throughout your day, are there times where you get to stop? Do you have your holy hour connected? Right? Am I connected to the tree? Because if I'm not connected to the tree, I'm not going to bear any fruit. And what happens? You can always tell whenever someone is not connected to the tree is they start talking about, well, the past. Whenever I used to be involved, when I used to do this, boy, those days of the charismatic renewal, that was some good. When I used to, we're not speaking of the present moment. What's happening right now, today? How is this fruit coming alive for me today? Because the tree is supposed to bear fruit. You and I are supposed to bear fruit. And I know many of you, I mean, you are bearing beautiful fruit. I see it all the time. I don't know if you recognize it a lot, but I see it all the time in the way that y'all are serving um, and praying. So, um, so this is the, the beautiful gift that we have. We don't have to worry. We don't have to be fearful um, of anything. There's a beautiful quote that I want to kind of leave you with from St. Teresa of Avila. I love this, this prayer. It's called Nada. Right? In Spanish, nothing. That's the name of the prayer. Nothing. Let nothing disturb you. Let nothing frighten you. All things are passing. God never changes. Patience obtains all things. Whoever has God lacks nothing. God alone suffices. Short little sentences, but they contain great truths. Teresa could pray this prayer because she knew that God was her all in all. She knew that God was the one that she was receiving all strength from. Right? And if we know God to be that, then we don't have to be disturbed. We don't have to be frightened. We don't have to freak out over exams and what am I going to do with my life? Oh my gosh, I'm graduating in December. Oh my gosh, I've got May coming up. What am I going to do? Where am I going to go? Don't freak out. Right? Stay connected to Jesus. He's going to produce the fruit. Don't let anything disturb you or frighten you. God will never change. He always, always suffices. 
for everything in our lives. Amen?